So. Welcome, beautiful co- people of Community Christian Church. There we go. So important. Remember, we have uh, Good News Nights coming back tomorrow. And then there is going to be no Women's Bible Study Saturday. Um, we're going to be working, or they're going to be working on cleaning up that room and get it looking how it needs to be. And um, Francis won't be here this weekend. Special guest. Um, special guest. Gonna be a special guest leading worship. Um, what other announcements? Any other announcements? What do you think of? September 9th, um, the beach. Oh, yeah, beach day on September 9th. Um, get your swim trunks and Ice chests and chairs, and let's go to the beach. And bring enough for the pastor. And bring another for a pastor. <laughs> and make sure you bring some Sprite for him, too. Remember, he can't drink dark soda. So I'll milk Or even some horchata. He loves horchata. Love <laughs> Beast day, September 9th. That's it. Let's bring and get into it. Wasn't there a man? Yeah, the 26th is men and women. Of this week, our month. So on the 26th, we'll have the men's breakfast and the women's Bible study. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just be here or be square, as Jacob says. So you guys are heading to the beach? No, Technically, yeah. Because it's going to be right on the beach. It's a deferred anniversary trip. It was going to be this weekend, but Jacob had prior commitments. Have fun. I need the hours. Uh, I think that's it for announcements. We're going to be in Romans 12. We finally made it to 12, and Jacob's not here to open up the letter. Right. <laughs> we should have made this as an actual letter. Stuck it in. Full page. Where are we? Romans 12. Romans 12. Starting at verse 1. Where are we? You're not listening, are you? Romans 12. I want him to say it again. Romans 12. I wasn't just going to keep saying it just because you kept asking. Because <laughs> I saw that you were there. <laughs> But I needed to know where in 12. Verse 1. Verse one. I already said that. <laughs> well, you should go over it again. You're saying it really quiet. People couldn't hear you. There's a mic right in front of me. So, Father Lord, we just want to come to you, Lord, just thanking you for tonight, Father. We ask, Lord, that um, you'd bless this Bible study, Father, that uh, anybody watching, Lord, uh, online, Father, uh, uh, 
Lord, that you would just bless them, Father. Bless them, Lord, with the, the word, Lord, um, with your spirit, Lord. Touch each life, Father, that's listening, uh, each life that's here, Father. Uh, open us up to the truth of what your word says, Lord. Not, not uh, the way we feel or the way we act or any of that stuff, Father, but your truth, Lord. Let us hear, let us hear the way we're, now that we're, saved lord and we're born again let us hear the way that uh, life is supposed to be uh, let us not just hear it lord, but lord we have, we're asking you for the strength to overcome whatever is in our life father that, that uh, keeps us from not just hearing you lord but also putting it into practice we ask father for that strength lord we know that it only comes from you we ask father that you would uh, just be a constant uh, reminder lord constantly reminding us of your word, Lord, as we're living our lives, because we want to live in, we want to live them in you, Lord. And, uh, so I thank you for that. I ask your blessing uh, over again over this Bible study, Lord, and that your word would be uh, just amazing to all of us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, let's start reading. Living sacrifices. It says in verse one of chapter twelve. Therefore, I urge you, brothers. In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will able, be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do you think of it of yourself more highly than you ought? But rather, or sorry, do not think of yourself high, more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, who, we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him prophesy to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern, di govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Yeah. That wasn't, you said the same word twice, and that's what messed you up. Yeah, I was. If, it, if man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Yeah, you said prophesying twice in <laughs> proportion. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's where I fell. This uh, this first part, well, actually the whole thing, um, uh, Paul switches up a little bit because we deal with this in our, our, our everyday life. I want to start with that, and then you guys can tear it apart if you want, but I, I, I think we deal with this in everyday life. We deal with it in our church. Um, it's, it's happening in every church everywhere, you know? Um, it's like when you guys, when you guys get up there and you give a word, you know, 
I pray so hard. You don't even know how hard I pray that you guys hear yourselves. You know, because most Christians, they'll hear the word and they'll get excited about it or they'll they'll understand it to a point, but they're, they're living their lives and they're not paying attention to what the new life they're supposed to be living. And um, every little thing gets to them. Everything bothers them. They get mad at each other. They say things they shouldn't say. They do things they shouldn't do. You know, they mistreat people, even in the church. You know, and that should never be. It should never be. We're Christians, you know. And um, it's sad because it happens, and everybody does it. And it's not supposed to be that way. And uh, that's what Paul's getting into here. He, he's he's given us everything we need to get to this point. Now we need to put it into practice. Yeah. You know, and I pray, like, every time I hear somebody come to me with Scripture or like I said, when you guys are up there, you know, I pray so diligently for you when you're up there. You don't even know. Because it, it means nothing to know the Word and share it like you do if you're not living it. There's no power in it. The Word has power in itself. I'm not saying it means nothing, but it means nothing to the person sharing it. It's not going to, whoever life that they're trying to touch isn't going to be affected the way it should. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what he's getting at with that first Verse there, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, right? Holy and pleasing to God. And everything else after it is explaining that verse. Mm -hmm. it, it, he's talking That's the to key us. verse. Yeah, he's talking to us about about it's time now, mm -hmm. right? He's writing this whole letter up to this point, sharing with them about everything you know that he's done and everything that's happened and all this stuff that that he's learned and he's sharing with them. Now he's telling them, look, you guys have heard it. You guys need to put it into practice. Yeah. And if if just one of us practices that way, right? It's like it's like so many people have issues with everybody, right? I don't have issues with any of you guys. No matter what you do or how you do it or when you do it or any of that stuff, right? And I get along with everybody. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm above anybody or I thought something out or whatever, but I... I I want to live my life in Christ the way it's always going to be. You know, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I try hard. And, and it hurts. It hurts a lot when people are telling me stuff constantly that's wrong. You know, I said it at the meeting the other day. You guys, a couple of you guys were there, right? I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, be on your side if you're doing something wrong. I have one side. It's the side of Christ. Uh-huh. Right? But the reason you get along with me is because I love you in Christ even though you're doing those things. Mm -hmm. The reason you don't get along with other people is because you don't have that same love you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Or you wouldn't say and do the things you're saying and doing. Mm -hmm. and that's what Paul's putting. He said, let's put it into practice and be the body of Christ that he's calling us to be. The one part in there where it says this, it says this, and it's so beautiful to me, okay? Right? We The, the body has many parts. Right? And he's telling us we're the body of Christ. We're one of those parts. You know what? We, we can't, if, 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 we, if I look at you, right, and I see a piece of Jesus who I'm a piece of, I'm not going to hurt you or mistreat you. I'm not going to. And even if you're limping a little bit or something, you know, that hurts the whole body. I'm going to go over and try to help you fix the limp. Right. I'm not going to tear you down more. You know, I'm not, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. What what I see sometimes, yeah. you know, I I'm I'm blown away by things. And in Corinthians, he takes it even deeper, you know, how how 
every part is important. Every member is important. And even the lesser ones, we should treat them with more special honor. More special honor. If somebody's struggling, or, or maybe they're off a little bit or something, we need to treat them with special honor. We need That's to love them love more. Nick so much. <laughs> so I, I love you, Nick. Don't go there. It's like encourage them with That's love. That's right. Encourage them with love. And yeah. what he says with this, too, is like, this is your spiritual act of worship. Uh, my footnote says that spiritual was reasonable. This is your reasonable. That's like the bare minimum we should be doing is offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that's, I mean, that's laying it all down. Here it is, mm -hmm. Lord. I'm yours. It's a living sacrifice. And it's, and it's his to do with what he will. Paul already said, Paul said it, and um, I think it was in Corinthians also, or maybe, or maybe in here, um, for our lives, not our own. We've been bought for and paid for with a Christ, with, with, with Christ's life. And uh, in that, um, we need, we need to, we need to be just so grateful and, and willing to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that's surrendering everything mm -hmm. to him. When it says in view of God's mercy, for, uh, three says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, not just a few, everybody, come on, you guys, do not think yourselves more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourselves with a sober judgment, like sober up on who you think you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when we think about, Mike, you ever think about what God did when he changed your life? The things he forgave? Mike, I could never have gotten that washed off of me. The things I did, I could have never fixed it. And everything I even tried to do to fix it made it worse. You know what I mean? But I gave it to Christ, really gave it to him, and, and it was gone. It was gone. I got to start over. You know? And every day since then, it's been gone, and I got to start over. Amen? Amen. Right? Right. But we got to give it to him every day. We gotta, we gotta try not to pick it up again. We gotta say no. We gotta ask for the to share with us constantly, you know. And view of His mercy, we can't have mercy with each other. Right. The last chapter talks about the goodness of God and also the severity. You know what I mean? And it tells you not to be high-minded or you would get cut off. But yeah. he's he's also good enough to, to graft you back in. So by the mercies of God, that's what he means. You know what I mean? Because of this, and God is merciful. This is why you should live this way. Yeah, I like what you said. That you can be cut off. You understand? Right. What happens is even okay, even if you're still safe, like right, but you're but you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing, you're not hearing him. The Holy Spirit's constantly talking to us, constantly calling us. But when we do stuff, it says in in uh, I read it last week, I think, about um, I think it was Romans one, right? Eighteen. Oh yeah. Right? The the wickedness and, and godlessness of men. Suppress the truth. They suppress the truth. The truth is 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 Christ. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to us, and we can't hear it. We're suppressing it, suppressing it, suppressing it by what we're doing. But when we're spending time with Him, we're not cut off. He He shares all things with us. What happens when you ask God for wisdom? Do you hold back any? No. The Bible no. says He freely gives all. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But if you think you're haughty or you're you know, and that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, if somebody has a problem with somebody or they think they could do it better or they think this or they think that or whatever it is, 
maybe they're struggling with something, they're taking it out on this person, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I accept that when they do that. You know why? Because I, I know they only do it because they know that I love them and that nothing, nothing's going to happen to them. Right. <laughs> And it's not about conforming to this way or that way. It's conforming to Him. Yeah, which is verse 2, right? Yeah. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. He's talking about our, our behaviors before Him. Everything. Everything that our forefathers taught us, the Bible talks about. You know what I mean? That we were raised in. Think about how we were raised, Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was taught these things. Right? Asking for the sound of. It's probably your PC, Mom. Ask other people. Don't just go like that. Is everyone hearing okay? Yes. Hi, Tracy. No, I didn't cut my hair. Hi, Joe. She's glad to be in study with us. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. That's the other way. It's, it's right after Galatians. Yeah. Ephesians 4 what? 4-1. Four, yeah. It's picking up. Yeah, this is a good one. I mean, it says yeah. practically exactly what Romans says, but I just like the way um, Paul wrote worded it in this one. I love this first one. As a prisoner of the Lord, amen? Amen. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you know the depth of that. What he's talking, he's talking, he's going to talk to us about the same thing I'm sharing with you guys. But the depth of him being a prisoner of the Lord, he didn't have to be in prison, he could have walked out at any time. Exactly, especially chose, him being a Roman citizen. He chose to be there and accept all that stuff like a, like a Christian soldier would in order to share the gospel. He, he uh, turned his cheek. Yeah. To everything. Imagine, that's what I was trying to say before we go any further, and I forgot to finish it. Imagine if all of us treated each other. Did I say that already? Imagine if we all treated each other the way that God treats us. Because that's exactly what renewing of your mind is. That's exactly taking the old life and putting it to death and, and picking up a new life and being born again. And if, you know what? If it only if only one or two people started, it's going to become something that, that people see, and it's going to change lives. Mm -hmm. Right? Right now, people are struggling with it when they see it, but two or three or four gather in my name. Right? Now, when they struggle, is it because they're not spending time with God? Yeah. They I, get the <sighs> intimate God. I really believe that. Yeah. Because. I think so. Times out of ten, like Nick, Nick said something when he got here. Did you finally chase them off? Do you understand? Yeah. Right. There's something. There's some truth to him. His joke. There's truth to that. Mm -hmm. It looks like I chase people off sometimes. Right. Because why? Because we're sharing the word of God, and people aren't spending time with God and letting Him change their lives like that, and so they're living in sin. And so when they're hearing the word constantly like that. But they're not doing it. They're not following it. They're not, you know, letting it change their relationship life. with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Then it looks like the person sharing it's chasing people off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just the truth. And I don't apologize for it. No. I don't apologize for somebody else's sin. Yeah. I love them anyways. I miss every one of them, and I desire to be in a relationship with them. But I didn't make those decisions. It's like apologizing that right? the. 
that the Lord's convicting somebody and trying to change their life. Mm-hmm. Why would you apologize for that? He's trying to give you a better life. I used, um, at work, I used to have a, a general manager, and I used to sit right in front of her office. Mm-hmm. And she was the pastor and somewhere in Monrovia. And I remember listening to her. She would go in, good morning, good morning, good morning very cheerful. She would go into her office, and she would listen to praise and worship. I always wore my thing because I wanted to block, because I work with a lot of people. I wanted to block everyone because I'm focused at my work. I do reports, blah, blah, blah. But every time when she was there, I would take it off. Because every time when she walked in that room and came out, you could feel the Spirit. Now I look back. She had the Holy. She has the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the way how she talked to us, she was changing people's life. And I think that's where I was getting it getting it because I would watch her and a lot of times that's my, got my attention by watching people and it's the behavior what it says that's why right here to me too it's very powerful because I'm thinking back on her she's gone she she did quit you know her position she she resigned because she went to go work in her ministry full-time that was her heart desire because I would hear her talk about her. She would share it. But it is true because of her behavior changed a lot of people's lives there in our office. And, and in her church. In her and church. Everywhere in her life. In her life, that's, yeah. That's, you know, it's it's um, it's Christianity 101. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And... Um, I mean, look at everything Jesus taught. Was it not talking about someone who lived in a certain way and transforming their life and being in a different way? Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, the prodigal son, went back into the world, came back out, and he cha- his life was changed because he realized that he had it better with his father. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with all the other stories yeah, that he talks he, about. What he realized was, this is better than what you said, okay? The story goes that what he really realized was... The least of the servant had it better yeah. in his father's house. You're right. Then if I, I'll go just be a servant because I'll have it way better because my dad treats everybody the same. You're right. Amen. And so if you're sitting there and half heartedly going into it, half heartedly being in it, then the Lord can't help you because you don't want Him to help you. That's right. If you're sitting there and you only have one toe in mm-hmm. to the water. Yeah. How's that going to clean? And that's go back not spending time with the Lord. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I think I feel that. That's why I I get upset sometimes because everything that we do here is supposed to affect people's lives. You know, we're supposed to be helping to change lives. We're supposed to be sharing the gospel with people. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all that other stuff just brings disunity and causes all that to end. No matter how much effort you put in, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get it? I get it, yeah. And and that needs to change. One person can't do it. No. We all have to do it. Mm-hmm. One person running the show never works out right. That's no. right. It's I mean, like a one-man band. Yeah. Some people could do it, but I mean, does it uh, sound as good as it should? So go ahead and share uh, Ephesians 1, 4, 1. All right. It says, and I love this because it's Paul writing it towards the Ephesians. So... It's pretty much worded very almost the exact same as what we read in um, Romans. It's just 
um, said a little bit differently. The words are um, arranged a little bit differently. And so it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, he, when he ascended on high, he led a train of captives and gave, sorry, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He also descended, sorry, he who also descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here or there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and crafting, craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined together and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. What I love, especially at this entire part, is when it starts getting into the last part. Because it talks about us being together as a whole. It's not talking about one person doing one thing and having an argument with someone else. It says, no, we're all focused on one goal and working towards the same goal together. Not no, not worried about exactly, oh, this person said one wrong word, and so that has to be corrected. If it's not going against Christ in his fullness, and it was just a mistake that they made, why does it matter? If someone, if someone got you mad about something, why does that matter? You're both still working towards the same goal. Yeah, that person got you mad, but don't get mad over it. Just wipe it off and keep going. Will you read yours, um, 7, verse 7, Mike? What was it, Ephesians again? Ephesians 4, 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Amen. You know what I was thinking about when I, um, when I read that, Mike? A lot of people think that that's um, in keeping with the context of all this too. But a lot of people think that that grace is is what He gives us. Like you know, He gives us grace freely, gives us grace, right? Um, no, God's grace is one hundred percent. You understand? He, he doesn't get proportionate. You know. So what He's ta- what He's talking about right there, in keeping in context with the Scripture, is He gives you what you need to have for somebody else the same thing he gave to you 
right? And and everywhere in here too, if you if you watch it, he's talking about as according to our faith, this and in Romans, right? And so he gives us the the gift of grace of proportion to us, right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that we can extend that to somebody else. You get it? Because mm-hmm. God's grace is unconditional to me. But by our faith, where we're at in our faith, where we're at in our walk, he gives us the grace we need to do the right thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's why it says in verse 2, um, he says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And verse 3, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. That's what you're getting at is God gives us that. He gives. He showed us the grace and peace and love and joy and all of it. And we're supposed to take what he showed us and deliver it to other people. Show it in other people's life. I don't think that we understand any of those things until we learn to give it to somebody else. Then we know exactly what he did. Amen. No matter how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Like Paul starts all of his letters like that, you know, grace and peace to you from the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. Yeah. Or, or he says uh, grace, peace, sometimes a mercy's in there or something. But you know what he, why he's saying that? He always says it to those who have common faith with me, like he tells Titus. Uh-huh. Uh, my son in the common faith, you know. Yeah, Timothy. Um, Timothy, he says that. He says it. He says it like in all of his letters. He starts off that way. Yeah. He's talking to believers who are trusting in God for the same things he is. But you can't have those things if you're not a true believer. You can't. It's freely given. Don't get me wrong, but you don't understand what's been given. You know what I mean? Right. And. Uh, that's so back to Romans that's what the whole thing's about is us um, yeah now let's go back and into verse 1 therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual act of worship you know what he's going to be getting into the next part you have to have that first you have to be looking towards that first because the next part is having the unity. Right. It gets into going and being one with each other. But with unity, is with love. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to have that sincere, gentle, humble love. Yeah, that's why it says in view of God's mercy. Yeah, if you go back, him, yeah, that's why we talked about that. But right. if you go back to verse one and two, like or verse two or verse one, like you said, it's it's talking about opening yourself up to a, 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 a full and enriching relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And and then you'll have the things that are coming. This is this is not just the fruit of it, but it's also the actions to bring about the fruit. Yeah, yeah. that's why the the very next verse it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve of God what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And so like you were saying, the only way you're going to get to this is you have to step back and you have to allow the Lord right. to work in you. That's yeah. why at the very beginning, like I said, it says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. It says that because you have to go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. what God's doing in your life first, mm-hmm. and then see 
and then allow him to um, do that in your life and allow him to change your life and go and work through you. Right. And like I was, I was mentioning earlier too, one of, this is the bare minimum. This is the bare minimum. This is a starting point. It's it. That's why that, that, oh, yeah, there's that so translation much more. says it, it, this is your spiritual act of worship. It says is this your reasonable? This is your reasonable act of worship. So it's like the bare minimum. So mine says says reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a starting point. But when it says reasonable to me, it's almost like saying, um, considering what has been done for right. me, actually. Right. You know what I mean? This Reasoning. Is, yeah, it's like, but you can't. I'm it's like gonna, the wicked servant. Remember, well, yeah. he's been forgiven everything. Then he goes to the guy who yeah. owes the money. Remember, we talked about that? Okay. And he charges him everything. He doesn't treat him the way God treated him. That's right. exactly, he treats him in the flesh. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what people do yeah. when they're not walking with the Lord. That's exactly what they do. They take the uh, mercy from God and then start treating everyone else how they, they were treated. Instead of treating the Bible them like us, how God treated them. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves. And if we can't do that, the thing we're hanging on to is the thing that's destroying us and bringing us, separating us. And that's crazy to me. If Mike had something he wanted a gangbuster do, and I was gangbuster doing something, and we were supposed to be doing it together, but it was going two different directions, I would humble myself as long as it wasn't against Christ, and I'd follow Mike. And if it was against Christ, I would show Mike the word and say, come on, Mike, let's do it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that's 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 what did you say the word was? But that's a reasonable thing to do yeah. now that you've been saved. Oh, yeah, it's reasonable. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and honestly it's spiritual because the whole thing you can't read verse two. Read verse two, you can't do that without Christ. You're gonna always conform to the way you were. How do you get how, what's the word, word read the verse? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you transform by the renewing of your mind? Do you do that? Mm-hmm. Do you do that? With man, it's impossible. So, so, so if God's the one who does that, and I ain't spending time with them, I'm going to act just like the world and treat you the same way I'm being treated. You know, the way I think of it is uh, there's a lot of people who grow up. And they try to fit in, and so they'll change their life. I was one of those people in high school. Um, you change your life to act like the people around you, so that those people would like you. That's you how be acceptable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How so that they can accept you because mm-hmm. you're afraid that they won't accept you mm-hmm. as you. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a shoe today. Okay, so my gender is a shoe. Okay, and you need to accept who I am. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's true. I'm sorry. I got carried away. Uh, I just feel like a, a shoe, bit. but. But because of this, because of this way of, oh, I need to act this way so that everybody accepts me. Mike, you should be a shoe too. You can't I'll accept you if you're a shoe. You can't be anything. You can't be happy. You can't be joyful or anything because you're acting like what other people are. So if they're mad, you're going to be mad. Right. It's just like how a Christian is supposed to be changing the world instead of being like that in the world. Instead of allowing... Um, the Lord to change you. You're sitting there mm. acting like the world because you're afraid they're going to speak against you. Uh-huh. Right. I was thinking. I was thinking of that Seinfeld episode where where um, they're talking. They're talking to a. They're talking about religion back and forth because he discovers his girlfriend changed all his Christian faith. <laughs> and, and then he's telling her. 
go go grab the na- neighbor's newspaper that mine's missing. And she goes, that's stealing. He goes, what do you care? You're going to hell anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the joke. It was the joke in the movie. Yeah, in the, in show. the show. And then when they go see the minister, and he goes, he goes, wait, you guys aren't married and you're living together. You're both going to hell. <laughs> that's bogus. But it's like living, you know. So he thought he thought he was something, but yet he's. He, he's living in the world and acting like the world, and even though maybe he's not doing, he's dictating it, and that's like, yeah. That's why I love that part where it says we need to have a sober judgment of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sober judgment. You, again, how do you get a sober judgment? Yeah, how do you become how do you sober? You can't do it on your own. No, no. you need God. You need God, God to show you the truth. Yeah, yeah. sober means you have a um, clear mind, meaning nothing's. Um, changing your mind, everything's open, everything's completely open, so you can think for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what a sober judgment is. The only way you can have that is with God, uh-huh. clearing out your mind yeah. so you can make a sober choice. Right, and I don't even think think for yourself. It's like clearing your mind so that you can hear Him, you know? so you allow Him to direct your thoughts and um, clearing out what you think, just turning it off, and, and to share the good news, and, and, yeah. and allowing mm-hmm. him to fill you up. Like I'm sharing these things with you guys only because I I I, I want to like spur you on or yeah. fan the flame to to really get to go deeper. You understand? But the sober judgment part is being able to understand the person even when they're doing wrong. Yeah. Being able to understand maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're raised a certain way and it's yeah. still affecting them. Maybe yeah. this or that or the other thing, you know. And I have to take a, I don't, I can't just bulldoze over them, right. you know. Back yeah, it's, it's a sober judgment. When you bulldoze over people, it's because you're just thinking about yourself and you, you you're going to do it right and nobody can do it like you. And you know how many people, Mike, that I know of, you know, that have criticized me to my face and behind my back because they could do a better job. Generally good for life application. Seriously, right? <laughs> and and um, and never understand where I came from or how I was called or anything like that. You know what I mean? Or what I struggle with to 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 be accepted and to do the right thing always. And you know what I mean? They don't. They don't. They for me. And I'm going to share it with all of you. Take what God's already shared with you that you know is true, and just start living that. Mm-hmm. With that, you can't. I don't even think you're going to move forward until you start to live with what He's already given you. How can I give you more? Or sorry, how can I trust you with much as if if I can't even trust you with a little? Yeah, you, you just take what you already know and start to put it into practice, and then all kinds of other stuff will come. You know, and don't worry about being included. I, you know, that's that's something I see a lot at work. I'm not. I'm not included. I'm not invited out to lunch. I'm not, mm-hmm. and it doesn't bother me because yeah. I know why. And I was like, okay, well, see, just the unemployment, and yeah. that's the way we gotta look at it. Yeah. I never wanted to go. Yeah, I don't. Because I knew what they were gonna yeah. go do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I have to do either. It's not personal. It's not against. Oh no, you. no, it's not. Uh-huh. That's what's always cool. Yeah. You have to be reminded. It's not yeah. personal. They don't even know me. Yeah. Because <laughs> they would see, like me. Yeah. See in Christ. Mm-hmm. You get it? Yeah. yeah. There was a guy Carl that I worked with, and I loved Carl. We did we did everything together at work, and and uh, I was starting to reach him. 
and it was his birthday and he was getting ready to leave too so they were doing a birthday leave you know going away party he was going back to maine where he lived he came out just to help the owner start the company and um anyways i was getting i was right there like really getting close to reaching him and everything and he was totally an atheist you know when i first started working with him well guess where they took him mike hmm. to a strip club <gasps> Guess what happened Monday morning when I went into work? He was drunk. No, he was mad at me because I didn't go to his party, and everybody told him that. And everybody, everybody, so they talked about it, right? How come his best friend didn't come to his party? And everybody ragged on me for like a week. But everybody knew who I was. There's no way I was going to that party. Even if I lost a friend who I was, who I was really close to, to winning to the Lord. You understand? Yeah. Because if I went to that party, everything I did would have been undone. Uh -huh. But you're, but you're his friend. You should compromise. Things oh my because God! Trust me. I heard it all. Much to you. Mm -hmm. you know, I heard it all. But I believe I never talked to Carl again after he left there. But I believe that that he did go on to know the Lord because we talked about everything, and I know that how God works. He put somebody in his life, you know. Mm -hmm. And and if I went, plus all those other people I worked with, what 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 kind of testimony would I have had? If I would have went there with them, you get it, right? Yeah. So I didn't even care what they thought. It never even bothered me because I had a sober judgment. I still loved them, let them talk, whatever. Mm -hmm. I never said nothing except for God bless you, and, and yeah. you know, I prayed with them when they were hurting or whatever. It didn't matter to me uh -huh. because we're called to something else. That's what I was saying earlier. We're Christians. Right. We yep. don't act like that. Mm -hmm. That's not who we are. You know? Yeah. I so funny because Orlando. Right? With his buddies in his old ways, right? So now his buddies, they're calling him and they're like, hey, what you been up to, Orlando? Blah, blah, blah. Because I, I spoke with Luis and Luis saying, oh, he's a preacher now. Amen. <laughs> <Hey, man. laughs> so I'm like, he goes, yeah, I go, Denicio, so what? Are you preaching to everybody over there? <laughs> I tell him, God bless you. You need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> They never thought of this man right. doing that. But I noticed a lot of his friends are just backing out. Yeah. And he's like, it's okay. Because, you know, but every time when I see him, hey, my, hey, my brother, how are you doing? Jesus loves you. I'm like, what? You can't, I can't believe you're saying that to them yeah. because they're just like him. Right. You know? But look at how it's starting the domino they're reaching right. trying, hey would you going to church doing this and doing that i should you shouldn't i'm gonna invite you to my church yeah they're saying that you're gonna Luis saying over there that oh yeah he's becoming a preacher i go right. so what are you guys sharing the good news he says yeah. amen and it was a whole progression there was a lot of seeds yeah i mean because what what it wasn't it wasn't just coming here it was, it was something, what brought you here in the first place? Because God was already tucking at you, you know? And so, yeah. and then, was. And then why did you stay? Because you experienced God's love. We, yes. Right? And, and that's, we, that's where we need to be love. all the time with everybody. It's love that kept mm -hmm. us coming back, coming Amen. back, because we felt it in Amen. each and one of you. Church family is so yes. amazing. I just, you can't, you can't even convey it to, no. to people how, how, how much it is, because... Uh, Gosh, you know, in the world, your family, you 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 have bickering, you have differences, yes. and, and everything else. But in and, and and there's a little bit of that in church. But I mean, the fact is, in church, we're all of the same spirit. 
And so there's a unity in that, and we need to strive toward that. Yeah, we're not better than anyone else. We and we all come here to get better. Amen. That's yeah. 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 And sometimes it's a brother or sister struggling, we need to love them more. Mm-hmm. And we need to encourage yeah. them, love them, yeah. be you know, be with them and and let's pray together. Yeah. You yeah. know. And and maybe maybe it's not so much for us sometimes. You know, it's it's but we gotta be here for the other people. You know, and then sometimes it is for us. And it's just it's a balance. It's a perfect balance that God has, you know. <laughs> On that note, what you say, a lot of times, you know, when you share, lift someone else up, I sometimes listen to myself and I go, oh, my God, you know, oh, my God, that was for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm helping right. someone else. Right. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. I keep saying that because that's how he's talking to me. And, and I, that's the spirit maturity yeah. little by little. I had a struggle with a brother once, and he didn't even know it. But um, sorry, Paul. And it and it and it hit me really hard. <laughs> so hard, I talked him out about. I was I was even considering stepping down, and, and I was like, because it shouldn't be that way, and and I knew I shouldn't be that way, and and um, man, this one verse hit me. Uh, uh, it, it it's. It's in James. It says, "Humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you." And and man, that verse that verse saved me from that moment. And and then it wasn't a couple days later that brother was going through something, and I was able to share that verse with yeah. him, and it helped him. It's you amazing. Know, and it's like, you know, we just don't know, but. But God has a plan. It's like we're all default wrong, and so yeah. we need to renew. Yeah. yeah. We need the Word of God. Without yeah. it, you're just default again. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. You don't want to be default. You want to be reprogrammed. Yeah, don't. I don't. Right. Need, I don't want to reset. No. And that's, that's growth. Of, yeah. That's growth. One of the things I wanted to share, Mike just said it, because we keep saying the Holy Spirit, and it's true. It is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has nothing to work with if we don't know the Word. That's right. Yeah. Paul said, he said, I wouldn't know what it meant to covet if the word didn't say to not covet. So right. God is watching out for us, telling us how this world works and what not to do and what to do. You know? Amen. You're right, 100%. That's what we're talking about. Right. You know, it's it's like it's like we come to church and it's nice and everything and we love each other and this and that. But if we're, but if we're spending all of our time in the world, then we're bringing the world into this place. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we may even try to do things here, but if we're not in God's Word and doing them the way that God, His good, pleasing, and perfect will, we, we don't know what that is mm-hmm. until He's restored us. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what, um, I don't know, you know, He's given me those three truths. Remember I've been sharing that? Uh, your truth, the world's truth, and God's truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing God's truth in everything now. Yes. Everything. Like, like it's mind blowing, you know. Uh-huh. I'm not just keeping that face to face with me. I'm trying to keep. It's all coming now. Yeah. It's like you're having the Bible in your face now. It's weird. It's like it's coming more alive. Like like I knew the things that it's sharing with me, but now they're in front of me. Do you get it? Yeah. That's and 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 that's the way we're all supposed to be. We're all supposed to be like that. I already had that, to be honest with you, for a lot of years because I. I accept everybody and I love everybody, you know what I mean? So I, and 
I'm not going to love them in the world, right? So if they're living in the world and they get mad at me because I'm living in Christ, then that's one thing. I can't change that. I still love them just as much, but, you know, it's... It's like loving somebody, like really loving somebody that you're married to, and they divorce you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have any say so. No, no. You know what I mean? They're gone. I know. Yeah. Right. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, is that that's what it feels like. Right. Because that person still loves them. You know, till their dying day, they still love them. It's it's just what it is. You know, that's the way we're supposed to be. Yeah. But um, but on top of all of that. You know, um, I'm happy that we're on this chapter and I'm happy with the things God's been giving me because um, it's going beautifully with this chapter. Well, yeah, it is. And I'm I'm hoping, you know, with a godly hope and eternal hope, that, which is what I'm going to be talking about Sunday, too, is that, you know, the renewing of our minds is to accept the things that it will always be over the things that it is. His will. You get it? Yes, His will, yeah. Right? That's our eternal hope. Eternal hope, yeah. We should be living here with what we hope to have eternally. That's the whole whole renewing. Yeah. You know? And the more we know this, the more we know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen, yeah. The more you know that's coming, you can be prepared for it because of this. Because His truth is pure and righteous, and it's always... Yep. It's never never ending and never changing. It's the same. Yeah. For freedom, Christ set us free. Hey, Dad, do give me some ice cream. Ice cream, man! Ice cream, man! <laughs> it was a joke, sorry. But it's not, and it's, it's not, it's not a freedom to conform to the world. It's a freedom from the world that, that it no longer has a hold on us. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my favorite word that I hate more than anything is I'm a work in progress. What's <laughs> your favorite word that you hate more than anything? Yeah, it's not a word, it's a sentence, but um, a, phrase. a phrase is what I meant to say. Construction zone. <laughs> but, um, but it's also the truth. And if, right. if you're seeking the Lord, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. No. It's an ongoing thing that we need to work at every day. Every day. Amen. Amen. But if just the people in this room started really working at it, really working at it every day, you know, and I, I told you a minute ago, Mike, we can't do it. But if God we spend the time with, that we need to spend with him and, and we spend time listening, you know, we let him quiet down our soul, mm-hmm. you know, and our minds, and we let him speak to us. And, and his word comes alive when he's speaking to us because, you know, that's how you hear God is when you're reading the word and yes. you're listening. Yes. He speaks to you through the word. He tells you about your life. Yes. Tells you about the life you could have if you'd let those things go. Yes. Tells you about the changes that you're that he's already made and how they affected other people righteously instead of the way they used to affect mm-hmm. them. All these things are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They need to be daily. You know? Yeah. yeah. Daily walking close to you. Yeah. And you yeah. have to because of your mind. The enemy comes in. That's where the enemy comes in. Did and you it's know your that? mind. Yeah, my daughter-in-law shared with me because they're going, they're attending to church, and she says, "Jackie, my I notice my mind," and that's why I tell her, "Read your word, listen to praise and worship, pay, yeah. you know, spend some time, so you could be strong. You know, it's the only way to pr- you protect your mind." You know, because yeah. she says that's like my worst enemy. 
things just wants to come yeah. is because I tell her it's because your your heart you want to give it all and and it's just wants to just because in the beginning it was doing that to me too me and Orlando and it was just oh my god I was just oh that happens to every oh. Christian because he because he wants to stop you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to take that flame and smother it. Yeah, because if he if he lets it keep going, it's gonna be a danger to him. It's like I saw the Passion of the Christ, and I was reading the the other day, a couple days ago, probably like three weeks ago. And when I saw, you know, one of those little characters, that little scene, the little demon guy. Yeah, the, oh, he was ugly, but when I guess Mary, no. Jesus, Mary, right, mother, she was walking and he, she was seeing the enemy walking and then she was just couldn't get his eyes off him. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that's how it, like our minds comes, not, you know, things that doesn't make, you know, yeah. like ones that discourage you. I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. I, that's how I took it. It's funny because the way your mind works too, because mm -hmm. that's also the center of where everything can start or where it can all end mm -hmm. because if you if you speak one thing that's on your mind that's not right on your mind then mm -hmm. it's now it's not just coming out of your mouth it's also changing your emotion it's changing mm -hmm. your heart it's changing everything about you but if you let it stop up here mm -hmm. and doesn't come out here it's yeah. not changing anything exactly yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and then God, that's what God says uh -huh. um or that's where um, verse 2 comes in powerfully. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because yeah. now God's changing your mind. Now he's changing mm -hmm. the way um, the enemy is attacking yeah. your mind. Instead, now you're focused on the word. And every time a thought like that comes up, now you're yeah. thinking of the um, Bible. Exactly. You're battling it with the word and you're battling it with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And now those things aren't coming out of your mouth or coming through your actions. Yeah. yeah. It stops up here. Yep. Something mm. helped me when I was a young Christian. It was Pastor Landers, and I don't know where he got it from, but he said, Matt, the enemy can put thoughts in your mind, but he can't read your mind. Right. And he's like, he's like, so if he can't read your mind, take it to the Lord. Right. Just go straight into prayer, and you'll, you'll get the strength to overcome mm -hmm. it. And back then, I was a, a, a meth addict. I was, you know, an alcoholic. I was just crazy stupid you know mm -hmm. and God transformed that mind into it's pretty mind. powerful yes. what he can do Ooh. but if you know the enemy you know that you're dealing with yeah. then take it to the Lord amen Amen. he also can't hear your thoughts so so I mean just something I'm reminded of when sometimes sometimes when you pray it's just praying in thought because that way the enemy can't use us against you he can't you know, he can't trip you up with it or give you a false hope with something else if he doesn't know what you're saying to the Lord. Wasn't there a story you had on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, there was something, there was a guy, uh, a possessed guy coming to a Bible study and you were oh, yeah. going to... You're gonna, and you said, said it that you were going to speak to him. I shouldn't have. I knew better. Here's what happened. The true story of it is that God told me to deal with it, right? In prayer, I heard him just as clear as a bell. Like, like this guy kept coming, but he, but I said, there's something wrong with him. He's either got schizophrenia or he's possessed or something, but he knew God's word better than I did, right? But he was mis he was misusing it, and he was trying to take over the Bible studies. 
He was like way out there. And we were doing the Bible studies in his dad's house, so we just couldn't even just, you know. Right. And um, and he was there every time, every time. A lot of times he was quiet, listening, but looking around funny, and then every once in a while he'd speak up, and I'd have to shoot him down, you know. It was craziness. And so I was in constant prayer about it. And God, it was like God was telling me, and it was the scripture that told me, but I felt the Holy Spirit, like you need to ask him who he is and bring it out. You know what I mean? And I was like, really? And I was, I was kind of kind of fearful of it a little bit. And, but I knew that God was talking to me, nobody else. But I went and spoke to my pastor about it because I wanted him to come and help me. Right? But I was never told to go talk to my pastor about it. Do you get it? Yeah. Then me and the pastor showed up at the house that night for Bible study. The kid wouldn't come out of his room. He wasn't feeling good and nobody could open the door. And he's never been, he never missed a Bible study before that. So that tells you there's a spiritual realm for reals, for reals. That that realm would have never known if I had kept it between me and God and went and did what he told me to do. And it might have set that guy free. You know what I mean? And he wouldn't have been sick. He wouldn't have been. You get it? Crazy stuff, right? Wow. And, um, that's a true story. And I've had like three or four occasions like that. One, I actually acted on it righteously and it worked out righteously. But... Well, twice now, three times now, but not like I still make the same mistakes, though. Why? Because we always want to tell somebody. We always want to share. We always want someone's help. You know what? We have the Lord and we have the word. Yeah. And um, anyway, none of that matters. But yeah. the reason I brought it up is because it's the renewing of our minds. Yeah. Right. Right. And and um, the way we were raised, the way we used to be before we came to Christ is probably our worst enemy, right? That's what needs to be restored. But we do have an adversary who's constantly against us, too. And so that's why it was brought up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I like this part where it says, in, in uh, 2 right there, it says, then, middle of 2, mm-hmm. then you will be able. You, you were not. It's not possible until that takes place. Right? Look, how many, how many times did we try, Mike? Our own world. How many times? You know what I always tell people? Mike, I always tell people, if you would just give God the same amount of time you're putting into your own effort, can you imagine? Just try and see what happens. But nobody wants to give God a chance. You know, they think they, and they keep doing the same mistakes over and over and over again. So they go right back to what they know because it's all they know. Right. It's back to pride. But if they'll get to know the one who saved them, amen, there's always another way. I don't care what situation you're in, if it's wrong and there's no way out, there's always a way out. If you do the right thing, no matter what, God will make it right. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's another reason why a lot of people don't stay in the church or stay stay with Christ, okay? Because they give them so much time and nothing works out the way they want and they leave. I've heard that. How many times have I heard that even this yeah. year? You know what I mean? And um, why is that? Because they're not letting him renew their minds. They're not letting him truly into their heart. Mm-hmm. They're not letting him do his work. Mm-hmm. I gave it to God and he didn't take it away. Oh, remember that one? That was bomb. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, then you will be able to test, and, uh, or then you then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
you know, when you truly are walking with the Lord, it's beautiful. What happens is, and every one of us have, has experienced it. Hopefully we're experiencing it all the time, but I know from time to time, every one of us have, but uh, you'll hear something and you'll know it's wrong. You'll just know it's wrong because God's doing something in you. Mm-hmm. You know, I even hear God's word sometimes being misused mm-hmm. and I know it's wrong. How do I know it's wrong? Because when he was renewing my mind, he showed me the truth in that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. a lot of people read God's word, but they don't do it with God. And so they take God's word and they do crazy and weird stuff. You know? That they right. try to twist it. They try to manipulate it to what they want. Yeah. I've told people a bunch of times, you don't have the right to share God's word if you haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is if you're not in a personal relationship where God has walked you through it, Mm-hmm. Right? Then you have nothing to share. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to share is worldly. That's right. Because you have a worldly point of view of God's word instead of a, instead of his point of view, his mm-hmm. good, pleasing, and perfect. You'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't change. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I did for years, Nick? I tried to conform him to my likeness. Like me and God got an understanding, you know what I mean? <laughs> we all did that, I guess, right? And then we then we dug a little deeper and we realized, ooh, we need a sober judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, how many lives did I screw up acting like that? Look at Mike's wheels are turning. He's seen a lot of lives. <laughs> it's like no, I see a lot of lives. Always turning, right? I'm learning, man. You're never not. Used to be teaching. Like oh, he, did I say that? I'm sorry. Yeah. That just slipped out. Yeah, you need to renew your mind. It was the renewing of my mind that slipped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, somebody else. Do you do, Mike, you do the uh, three. For I say, through the grace given unto me, that every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt with every man the measure of faith. That's it. History. Well, what about it? Do you see the grace that he's talking about there is the one that I brought up in, in Ephesians? Look what he calls it. For by the grace given me, he's able to. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it was 4 2. Talking about the love and humble, peace, patience. Bearing with one another, but before that, he, he he was given a he was given a certain amount of grace depending upon his faith, mm-hmm. and so Paul's saying right here, it was given to me. I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves. It was the grace given him that he was able to see this, and it was able to renew his mind. It was able to change him. Yeah, because it says, by the grace, I say, do not think of yourself more highly than you are. Get it? Yep. Yeah, one of the huge things we used to hear a lot too. Well, I've been, to, I've been in Bible school for 20 years. Or, no, she used um, to, the one lady that you're thinking of used to say, because we used to say, why aren't you in Bible study, you know? A lot of people think too, they really do, Mike, right? Don't go there, okay? But they really do. I had people that have been in the Lord for years and years and years, right? And they only came to church like on Sunday because they had one little thing they were going to do, right? And you ask them about it, and they're, oh, well, 
you know, they don't come to Bible study because they already heard all that. They taught it for many years. They this, they that. They don't realize the value, right, that they would have, that God has in them to share that with everyone here, right, or to share their lives with. They're missing out on, on the fellowship with each other and the love of, that, that grows, the whole bondage, of the, the bonding of the, the body, the unity, you know, because they've been doing it 24 years. You know? It's like, wow. <laughs> they are missing out because every time that you is is telling you it's different because that's part of the growth where you're at. Yeah, and if and you're that's how yeah. And if you're grown up yeah. a little more than somebody else, then you're here to share more. To share yeah. and then and then he's just mm-hmm. he's just building you up more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Think of how much we would uh, miss out on is if every time we read the Bible we're like oh I've read this already and skipped over that mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. and then read another part and then you're like oh I read this already and skip over yeah. it and read another part well, think I, of I how much back on the shelf then exactly because right. think of how much God's trying to speak to you in those things that you're reading you're like oh I read this already it's revealing a different and, and you each know verse exactly it's being revealed the same thing as when when you read something, oh yeah, God gave me this before. That's a, kind of the same thing because we need to we need to renew our minds. We need to open our minds up and, and not try and think of, of the way through it, but try and listen. You know, and not try and pre-think. Oh yeah, this is what God meant in this because um, He's got something new. Living and active, got good manna. That's what happened at my ordination. My friend Dave and I were in ministry for years together. We did men's ministry, you know, with the youth, all this different stuff, you know. He was in the Gideons, and he was all excited. Oh, man, all the things we shared, you're going to get to share now with everybody all the time. And I, and I got excited with him, and then I, I was praying about it one night, and, and God told me, don't be excited about that. That's old manna. I got something new for you every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. Amen. Like, don't, don't, don't. Like we had a pastor one time used to say, "Let's not reinvent the wheel. Write that down. You know, like we're going to keep using it." Uh, you know, it's like, and I get what he's saying, but yeah. no, yeah. lean not on your own understanding. Uh-huh. Some things like that are good. I just, you know, I've I've always been one. Like even when I was, um, I was the education director, and I was ordering literature for every class and. You know, we had 27 teachers, and I had to show them how to break down their packets and change their rooms, and here's your lesson book and all this stuff. I always just ordered a book, and I never read it. I just took the verses from it and wrote my own lessons. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, and then I would share that lesson with the teachers. Right. Right. You know? And, and nine times out of ten, they'd say, oh, yeah, that's in the lesson book right here, or oh, this and that, da, 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 da. You know, when I was sharing in, in Colton in Sunday school, um, Kathy Farrington, oh, let me read this. She was reading that Bible that like, tells you what it means. I forget what they call that Bible. I don't like Amplified. it. Amplified. Yeah, I don't like that Bible. So she, she's Bible. like, oh, and then she would read it, and it would be what I just said. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, you want to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, and you want to receive that thing from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. Amen. You, if you, not from men. You, you want to... You, it's good to have that literature and everything. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that I don't want to know what that person knows. I want to know the person who gave it to them. That's right. 
Amen. Amen. And that's that's the difference. Kathy Farrington used to always mess me up, and I would just let her, you know, just graciously let her because I loved her, you know. And uh, but she would always read it. Oh yeah, look what it says right here. So it's, uh, and it was what I just shared, but it was God gave me that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that they wrote something like that for people. Maybe they can get there a little yeah. quicker or whatever. Yeah. But it's not the same to me. Yeah. You know, I think that what we hear here, we're going to retain about 5 or 10% of it. And that's if we're intelligent. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're going to forget most of it when we leave here. We Just sitting here, we've already forgotten a lot that was said. Yeah. Where were we? Yeah, just kidding. Do you understand though? Right? But when the Holy Spirit gives you something, I never forget those things. They change my life. They they they're my makeup. Yeah. They're the renewing of the mind. Right? They're eternal things that are always gonna be. Uh-huh. You, you get the beauty yes. of it? Yes. Right? Right. And, and it's just so it's good. Come to church, right? Be in fellowship. Sharp sharpen somebody. A fan of flame, whatever Stay it is. Stay connected. Stay connected, yes. right? Yes. But you, but first and foremost, show the love God show showed you. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. second problem. Uh-huh. Spend the time with Him. Mm-hmm. You spend the time with Him. You're right. Spend the time with you know Him what? then. Don't come to church with a chip on your shoulder trying yeah. to figure out what's going to happen today. or did, did, did. Come to church with Christ yeah. in your heart. Yes. Come with something to share. You know what I mean? Come with, come with that. Look at, we're going to get into how we're going to get there. You keep talking. But he gets into detail about who we're supposed to be when he starts talking about the body and the different members. Right? Right? Come to church like that. Wanting to fulfill. If you're supposed to be serving, uh, then uh, uh, administration or whatever, do do it righteously. Amen. If you're supposed to be teaching, come with everything you've got. Everything the Lord's been sharing with you. Spend the time with them. Bring what He shared. Amen. If He shares something with you, it's not just for you. You get it? Right? Right. It's it's uh anyways. Bring him with you, Mike. Amen. Nine minute warning. Get your prayers in. Nine minutes. Come on, Mike. You talk too much. Here we go. Get your Four. prayers in, get your prayers in. Mike, were you done with three? Yeah. You were? All right. You know where it says uh, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith? Mm-hmm. It's like we talked about we're body. You know, somebody might be somewhere else. Their mind might, may not be where yours is at, but yours has to be renewed and so you can see them with love and not judgment. Right. Because we are, we're no different. We're all sinners saved by grace. You know? That's right. Exactly. Matter of fact, I just said something that just occurred. Because I said that about ten minutes ago, <laughs> but it was we weren't there yet. But that's how fast we when we get it from the Lord. And Mike got that from the Lord, not what I said ten minutes ago. You understand? And Mike didn't get that today from the Lord. He knew that, mm-hmm. right? Because that's part of his makeup now. You get the beauty of it. God's changed his life to where he always remembers it. That's right. You get it when God gives it to you. When God gives it to you, you understand? Yeah, it's eternal. It's forever. Exactly. It's real. It's real. The reality is only found in Christ, in Colossians. Itself. You know what's going to stay in heaven? When you get to heaven, and you know the only thing that's going to come out of you that's going to go to heaven? It's going to be the parts of you that you allowed God to change and renew. Everything else is going to be burned up by fire. Wow. 
Yeah, when I read that the first time, God put on my heart that that stuff never existed. It's like it never existed. It does, it's been death all along, so it doesn't exist. You get it? it will so never you're just be. a living corpse if you're not letting the Lord change you. Yeah, you get it? Yeah. And even those areas of our life where we're still like that, those are areas of death. We're living in death still, even though we're covered in those areas. And that's why we need to surrender those areas to him. Mm-hmm. We need to let him into those areas. We're still trying to hide, you know, shut God out like he doesn't know. No, he knows. Oh, he, he doesn't know that I'm going to parties and You're drinking what, at night. Mom? He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Did I you hear what your son just confessed? <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> God knows I don't do that. Anyway, I'm making a joke too. <laughs> I know. Anything else for three? Uh, you did. You were passing out. Here, take a halt. I did. Oh, that's your food coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as each of us, four, right? Yep. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same functions. Amen? That's what Mike was just talking about a minute ago. Sometimes it's not just the function or the gift that was given, like we read in um, Ephesians, right? That the gifts were given. Amen? Mm -hmm. But it's also um, where the person's at. You know where I wish I was all the time was the day I got saved. Because the day I got saved, I had everything I'm supposed to have every day. Do you guys relate to that? Yeah. Do you remember that? That day? Do you remember that day? Mm-hmm. Right? You wanted to tell your worst enemy about Jesus and what he did for you. I went to people that like, man, they thought I was crazy. Like, I had those friends right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's who we're supposed to be. Amen? Amen? And we can get that every day if we submit ourselves to Christ and we open ourselves up and we're quiet and we listen. You know the first thing I do? When I really, really have time to spend with him and I want to I like want to hear him for sure, for sure, or I'm struggling with something or whatever, I ask him to quiet my soul. He came to save our souls. So that's what corrupts us. And I ask him to quiet my soul. I want I want I need to hear you. I need to be with you. I need to be one with you right now. You know? And guess what the first thing he does? Oh, that guy's the same all the time. Guess what he does? Guess what he does? He shares the, he shares the things that won't let my soul be quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you got to always bring the same stuff up, huh? You know what's funny is the why thing. Why can't we just have a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to know why? Because it's those things keeping me from hearing him. Yeah. And so what do I do? I surrender those things one at a time to him. Mm-hmm. Right? And then what happens? I start to hear him. I read the word and it's alive to me. Amen. I want to be what I'm hearing. I want to know more because I want to be more. Amen. Like him. You get it? Yeah. Right? And then I go out in the world and half of it disappears. I'm angry about it. I'm like, oh man, I got to practice this more. Amen. I have to practice this more. He needs it more. Right? <laughs> Anyways, I think we should stop there unless you guys have something else to say because that's going on to the next part of it. Yeah, the one thing I was going to say about what you were saying was uh, and it just popped into my mind. Probably the Lord. Um, Probably. 
more than likely the Lord. Should we listen? <laughs> no. <laughs> but the comparison was, is would you carry around a bag of dog poop on your back all, every day? Like, would you just hold it there and just carry it around with you throughout the day and be around people and talking with them and um, having this bag of dog poop with you? No. Not a single person would. But that's what we're doing when we're not allowing the Lord to um, work in us. When we're sitting there living in the sin, living in the things that God's trying to remove from us. When he's trying to speak to you. When we don't speak to him and we don't read our Bible. When we don't spend the time with him. That's what we do is we wake up, we pick up a bag of dog poop and we go drag it along with us. I heard there was a practice in the Roman uh, whatever it is, I don't know what you'd call it. But if you were like a prisoner that was meant to, to die, basically, like sentenced to death or whatever, mm -hmm. they would tie a dead body to your back. And then you'd have to carry it around and, and it would rot and decay and give you disease. Can you imagine dying like that? That was our life before Christ. Yeah. That's the poop we were carrying. Yep. You know the one that kills me? I hate it every time I hear it. It says it's like the dog returning to its vomit. Um, yeah. This thing made you sick, you threw it up, but now you're going right back to it and licking it up. Uh, I hate yeah. that. That's what I shared earlier about I hate that. when we don't give so, God the chance with our lives, we keep going back to the same stupid uh, mistakes. Yeah. And that's what it's like to him. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys doing? You're like the dog returns his vomit. Here's the thing. He sees the poop on your back. You get it? He doesn't want you carrying that poop. No. You know, my dog got old, like real old Daisy. She's like 14 this year. Mm -hmm. She started eating her own poop. She never did that before. Weird, right? She goes out in the yard and eats her poop. I'm like, get away from that. What are you doing? Yeah. Right? That's what it's talking about. Can you imagine? You're eating your own poop. God's like mouthwash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me rephrase that because that was not right. Forgive me, Lord. God's word. You know, right. right. God's like mouthwash. It's like refreshing. It's like a steak and stir. Yeah. Right? A steak smothered in mouthwash. <laughs> what? Well, who eats their poop? We all do when we're not crazy. That's right. Nasty. That's, I mean, but that's that's true. Yeah. You know what, Mike? That one does. It hurts me too. But you know what? It's the best one because it reminds us not to keep doing it. It reminds us what it actually is when we're like, oh, it's not that bad. No, You'll feel it after because. Yeah. You remember. The over conviction, the anger, yeah. the pain that it caused. Over and over and over again, I told my boys, you sleep with dogs, you wake up with fleas. Right? I got that from the word, but it's said differently in the word, but I just kind of paraphrased it. Uh -huh. I used to always tell them, because they hang out with the wrong people and they get in trouble. They're like, Dad, I, I, I wasn't part of it. I go, you were there. Uh -huh. You're no different than, than, than the person that did it. You were there. Uh -huh. You knew something like that could happen because you knew their character and uh -huh. you still chose to go. You're part of it. That's right. The police came and dragged them away. They drag you too. Yeah. Exactly. If there's a party going on and the police show up, you think they're just going to take the ones that were drinking? No, they're going to take everybody because uh -huh. everyone's a part of it. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's real simple-minded, though. <laughs> I'm thinking like armed robbery and stuff, you know what I mean? I shoot the clerk, you know, and you're there. You're going to jail for murder. Right? Hey, I was only driving my car. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it really works, Mike? You know how it really works? Somebody else could shoot somebody and kill them, but you're the one who caused the crime. Like a cop could kill your partner, and you still go to jail for the murder. That's how it really works, because you were there. You did it. You were part of it. Someone's got to take the blame for that. Joe says, pray for my laser oh. surgery on the 17th. Is it for eyes? Yeah. Definitely, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe pray, Mama. Pray for mm-hmm. peace. That's Mom's mom. Bean and Elena. Who, what? Hey, pray for peace between Bean and Elena. Sabrina. Oh, Okay. Pray for Josh to be able to stand the heat, you know, framing on the house or working on Okay, wait, wait, wait. You're going way too fast for me to write. I just got my thing out. We have three. Laser surgery, 17. Bean and Elena Peace. Josh, stand the heat. Uh, Tracy said prayers for a safe trip to Alabama. Please. Your sister, Tracy? Yep. I wish we could have finished that section tonight because it all goes together. We should have went faster. Prep for the Leah. Yes, please. What was Hi, Leah. What about if Tracy? you're watching, and Mary Jane and Jerry. Hmm? Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. No, I was. I was reminding myself. I haven't seen Tracy in a long time. What's she doing? She doesn't drink water in a long time? Yeah. Yeah. She's hydrated. Pray for me. Today I got a phone call from my general manager. He called me from New York, putting me in a new position. So pray for me that I will be very successful. Would do well because yeah, I think they're testing me for something. I feel that, but I don't know. You're gonna do great. I already, I already know. Amen. Amen. Yes. Think about all the things you've already uh, accomplished. Amen. And now yes. you have Christ. You can't oh. lose. Right. Yeah. That's why I was, Cody got this new position too, and she's acing it. You know what I mean? Amen. Without any problem. It's different when we're in the Lord, amen? Yes, amen. And she, you know, what? You said for a cat. Huh. Amen. Anybody else? It's not. Any prayers? There isn't. You're tripping. I've got some new opportunities coming potentially, so... Bookmark. We'll see what happens with those, and aside from my friend now. All right, we'll keep praying about that. Opportunities. Job opportunities, or? Mm-hmm. Amen. Good, good, good. Amen. How's days gone, Mike, besides traffic? Praying that it's God's will. You liking it? 
I've been praying for an answer for a long time. I've been praying for something like that for a long time, and it's kind of smacked me in the face today, so. Well, just keep praying because he'll confirm it if it's his. Yes. Amen. Amen. There's no confirmation. You're all good? Good in the hood? We're going to pray for his goodness. <laughs> he ain't sober today. You can pray for Andrea. For Andrea? Andrea, yeah. Pray for my parents. Uh, I had to cut my mom short today to uh, come to Bible study. She was on the phone. I don't like, normally I just listen because at first it was bothering me because she was calling me every day. Really, because I'm not like that, you know? Might get mad if you want, but I'm not like that. But don't you know She's listening. No, it's cool. She probably is. It's okay. But um, but then God was telling me, you know, that there's going to come a time here shortly where I'm not going to be able to hear that voice anymore. Yes. And so now I just listen and enjoy the conversation. I, I, I try to hear everything she's struggling with or whatever, you know, I pray with her. Changing your whole perspective there. Mm-hmm. Give you the right Exactly, right? The renewing of your mind. Yeah. I need to be, I need to learn to be like that with other people too, because I normally get off the phone instantly. Like, I don't like to be on the phone, you know. My dad too, he talks and talks, and, and it's everything he's already said 10 times like I do to you guys. <laughs> You know, and then right, so I that's what God showed me. I do it to you guys. <laughs> he shows you where you're at first, right? and then and your future. You're gonna be older, and you're gonna do it even more. I'm gonna be worse. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna listen to you, man. Which is terrible. Yeah. And Noah, <laughs> Noah, no. I just realized yeah. from uh, reading my stuff before. Yeah. Okay, go. Let me highlight these so I can see which ones are which. There we go. All right. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, uh, Lord, we thank you for the study we did have, Lord. Though there were some people missing, maybe because of just being completely exhausted, Lord, or just not able to come here, Father, because they're working, or whatever the case may be, Lord, just uh, we thank you that you're still working, Lord. We thank you that you're still here and being with us each and every day and each and every moment, Lord. Lord, we come before you now asking that you would continue to work in it, Lord, continue to lead and guide us. and renew our minds lord help us to heed your warnings and heed your teachings lord let's not just listen and throw it away or uh, hear it and just say oh i'm going to go back to what i'm thinking or doing let's not carry that poop no more (laughs) lord just help us to be led by you lord and lord uh right now we come before you and we ask that you would have your hand over a Grandma's laser laser surgery, Lord, coming up. Be with her, Lord. Help it just to go smoothly, Lord. You could do all things, and you could make all things, and you do all things uh, for those. Sorry, I was thinking of the first and messed myself up. Um, 
basically says that uh oh, I can't even remember the verse now. I can do all things. No, it's not that one. I know the one oh. to the song. Yeah. But anyway, Lord, you know what it is. And so Lord, we just ask that you would uh have your will over it, Lord. Be with her, lead her and guide her, Lord, and help her to get through the surgery and come back just able to see completely, Lord, and see everything that she wasn't able to fully see before, Lord. Just make it right, Lord, and guide the hands, Lord. And Lord, we ask your hand over uh, being in Elena, Lord, just, Lord, you know the struggles going on, you know the issues going on, and um, all the problems, Lord, and we just ask that you would be with them, show your hand in their lives, Lord, and help them see your hand, Lord, see where, what you're trying to do, Lord. See, I'm doing a new thing. Lord, just help them to see that. See the change that can be possible, Lord. The love, the the things that you want to do in their lives, Lord. Help them to see it, Lord. And help them to allow you to change it, Lord. We just ask your hand over Josh as he's working, Lord. Help him to have no issues, Lord. Help Remind him to drink water and remind him to... Um, stay hydrated and to not just be working and push through it and oh I only have a little bit left even though I didn't drink water I, I could just keep going Lord just remind him because I know that's how a lot of problems start is you're like oh let me just finish this one thing real quick and next thing you know is you have a heat stroke so Lord just help him to get through it and be reminded daily and uh, moment by moment, Lord, that you're reminding him not only of your love and um, your kindness, but also to drink water and to stay hydrated. In addition, just show your love and kindness through his life, Lord. Help him to see it and acknowledge it, Lord. Help him to allow you to change it, Lord. Lord, we ask your hand over Tracy as she travels to Alabama, Lord. Help her to have a good time out there and to Get there safely and back safely, Lord. Just be with her. Help her to help her to have a good time, Lord. And help her to continue to seek you and um allow you to change her life moment by moment, verse by verse, Lord. We just ask your hand over Leah's and her family, Lord, uh help her family to continue to be settled in where they're at, Lord, and help them to have good time at their new job and new school and um, new area, new house, everything, Lord. Help them to enjoy it all, Lord, and just to find you in all things, Lord. Show your hand in all their lives and help Leah to, to adjust to it, Lord. Have your hand over her and um, as she goes through these doctor's appointments and all these different things, Lord, be with her, Lord. Strengthen her, strengthen her down to the marrow in her bones, Lord. Just strengthen her, Lord. Help her to be renewed day by day, Lord. That her body would just be strengthened by you, Lord. You could do miracles, and we're just asking that you would do one, Lord. But only according to your will, Lord. We just ask your hand over Jackie's new position that's coming up, Lord. Uh, Lord, you know what's going on. You know if they're testing her. I know what I thought of was um, when she was talking about it was Mark when they were testing him, Lord. And now he's um, in different positions. He was in different positions of leading 
um, different post office. And Lord, you know what they're doing, Lord, and you know what's going on. So Lord, I just ask that you would have um, help her through this position, Lord, but also have her just shine your light ever so brightly. If it's not your will that she stays there, Lord, then show her another way, Lord. Just do your will. Have her to follow you closely, Lord, step by step, Lord. Help her to see where your hand is moving and to follow it. Go before her in all things. We would ask that this new position that's coming up, would, uh, that she would have favor. Just have, be with her, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you would have your hand over the opportunities that Nick has, Father, the new jobs, the new the different opportunities coming up, Lord. And we just ask that your hand would be over it. Show him where you're leading him, Lord, where you actually want him to be, Lord, and um, the things that you want to do in his life, Lord. Help him to see that, Father. We're not asking you to be a genie in the lamp, Lord. We're just asking that you would have your hand over it, Lord, that you would bless it if it is according to your will, Lord. Just have him to see where your will is and that he would follow you, Lord. And Lord, uh, we also ask your hand over next for an angel, Lord. Just be with her and comfort her and have her see your hand, Lord. Have her not just throw you away just because of something, Lord, but have you have you to shine your light, Lord, because you're, you're a God of love and a mercy. And so, Lord, we would just ask that she would see that, not the human mistakes, but the things from you, Lord. Lord, we ask your hand over Andrea, whatever's going on in her life, Lord, just be with her and guide her and lead her, Lord. Just shine your light in her life, Father. And have Mike just be a light in her life, Lord. And all the people around her, Lord, that are believers in you, have them shine your light and show your love. And Lord, we also ask your hand over Matt's parents, Lord, is every time I hear something, I hear good news, and I hear bad news, and I hear good news, and it seems to flip-flop, and Lord, we just ask for your outcome, Lord, that you would just ease the pain, have them to stay out of the hospital so that they can enjoy their life and not be stuck to bed all the time or stuck to all these different things, Lord, just help them to live their life. Life was meant to live and not be stuck in a bed, Lord. So we just ask that you would do so, Father, and that you would have your hand over them and lead them, Lord. Have them enjoy it, Lord, and not feel the pain of a wearing body, Lord, but to be strengthened by you and to see where you're leading them and the love you have for them. Have them shine it ever so brightly, Lord. We also ask your hand over Noah, Lord, as he's, he was asking, save me, Lord, is what he wrote on the paper. At least that's what I heard. But Lord, you know. You know what's going on in his life. You know where you're touching him, and you know what you're doing, Lord. We just need to step back. But Lord, we just ask that you would continue to work in his life, continue to change his life, and show him what a Christian is supposed to be. So just, Lord, we just ask that, Father, that he would see your hand over his life, and that you would just work in him, Lord. We ask that you would also keep us all safe as we go home, Lord. Help us to get home safely and to walk in your light all the days, not to 
stray away or not to go back to the same things that we were doing before, Lord. Have renew our minds, Lord, and our actions. We ask this in your name. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.